Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of just entering into the Word, entering into a time we've enjoyed worship, entering a time of fellowship. Now it's time to study, to learn. Your Word says to study to show yourself approved unto God. Lord, may our minds and our eyes and our ears be open to receive what you have for us today. Amen. 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 So we have been discussing, uh, first we talked about the power of our words, and we talked about how God has set up a system where he brings, uses his angelic beings, his angels, to give us not guidance, but direction. Like, don't step in front of the car. And you say, something told me not to step in front of that car while you're in the hospital and your legs are up, you know, in traction. <laughs> if you start listening, you will get better at listening. And if you get better at listening, you will get greater assignments to do. I don't know about you, but when I tell my granddaughter, you tell your child to do something and when they don't do it, you don't give them more responsibility. You give them less responsibility and they get in trouble more. I don't know about many of you right here, but sometimes spiritually this is the kind of way we're at. We're not listening to the basic stuff, so we're not getting advanced. And we're not getting advanced. You're going to stay down here in kindergarten Christianity. You know, wetting yourself, crying when, you, when your cookies aren't right, and he's got more graham crackers than I have. And that's, that's exactly what we see in kindergarten. But you want to grow up. We're talking about grown-up stuff here. And the only reason we're talking about grown-up stuff and not baby stuff is because you need grown-up stuff. Your pockets need grown-up stuff. If you can live off graham crackers and milk, that's exactly what we'll be talking about, graham crackers and milk. But your lives, people have tragedies and things going on in their life, and they need to know about certain things that will get them out of their situation. So one of the things we're going to start looking at, and there are certain people that we're going to talk about today. One of them is Daniel. Say Daniel. Daniel. The other is Paul. 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 The other is Jacob. Jacob. All right. And uh, we could talk about some other people, but we're going to just start with that. And this is not Paul. This is Elijah saying in 2 Kings... Elijah was getting ready to go into battle, and he says to his servant, you know, can you imagine standing on a mountain, on a hill, you and, and another guy? And there's an a, there's a army on the other side. And you look at the guy and say, well, how are we getting out of this? And Elijah prays this prayer. And Elijah prayed and said, open his eyes, Lord, so he may see then... The Lord opened the eyes of his servant, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses, chariots of fire all around Elijah. I pray that the Lord opens our eyes that we can see that there's more of us on this side than them on the other side. There's more of God's power, his word, his Holy Spirit, his holy angels, there's more on our side than there is on the other side that is against us. But you have to have your eyes open in order to see. As long as your eyes are closed, basically your only thing you can see is what's front of you. When you're on that bottom plane, you imagine if you were on that bottom plane and the only thing you could see was no food, 
No water, no shelter. Well, then that's all you're going to chase. But when you start thinking off that bottom plane, then you will be able to see there's more for you than you could possibly imagine in this lifetime. So, we're going to start out, just we're going to glance over some things. We're looking at, in Daniel chapter 10, now that's a very powerful chapter to look at. Daniel had set himself to understand some things, and he started fasting. And that's where we get the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast is where you stop eating food that is pleasant. Anybody ever heard of a Daniel fast? Tried a Daniel, done a Daniel fast? Well, this is where it came from. And the Lord brought his servant, and he said, Daniel 10, 12. And the angel of the Lord came and said, Daniel, fear not, for the first time that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God, thy word was heard, and I came for thy word. Right? Listen to what I said. When the first time you set your heart to hear and understand and to chasten yourself, Thy word was heard. Now, 21 days later, 21 days later, the angel showed up. But when, did, when was the angel sent? Day one. Day one, the angel was sent. Got to get this. When you start your prayer, that's when the answer is sent. The answer is not sent the day on day 21. Day one, the answer is sent. So you're on this bottom plane, and on day one, the answer is sent from the top plane. Understand? Day one, the answer was sent. And let's go to verse 13. Okay, no, no, no. Verse 13. The angel says to him, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now that is not the literal prince of Persia. It's not a man that went and battled against this angel. It's a demonic power that battled against this angel. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. But lo, the Michael, the, lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, one of the archangels, came and helped me. And I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people. So on day one, the angel was sent to bring the information. Somewhere in between there on that middle plane, a battle took, for, took, took place where that angel was held up for 21 days. And for that 21 days, that angel was fighting another battle. And lo, Michael the high angel, the, high, the chief angel, came and fought for him, with him, so the message could be released. Do you see how that, you see how messages are being released all the time. But there is a middle portion, and in that middle portion, in that middle portion is where the battle is. The battle is not on the bottom. The battle is not with 
the, the Social Security Department. It's not with the Welfare Department. The battle is not with your job. The battle happens in the middle. The battle happens in the place where spirit beings are at battle. Not you, but they are. So Daniel prayed 21 days. He was in prayer. But the answer was sent day one. So what happened? Daniel could have quit day 12. Oh, I ain't going to work. This praying stuff don't work. What would the angel have done? He'd had to go back. He couldn't have. He wouldn't have continued the battle. He would have had no. He could not. He could not continue the battle for him when Daniel quit. So understand when you start your praying, messengers are sent immediately, but they have a battle. Now, Daniel was limited, even though Daniel was a great prophet. Daniel was limited. Why was Daniel limited? Because he was not born under our covenant. He was born under the old covenant. And under the old covenant, where was the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was in the holies of holies in the temple. Where is the Holy Spirit now? Sent forth in us and for us. So we're in a completely different frame of mind and position than Daniel was. Daniel had to wait for the messenger to break through. We have already broken through. Jesus already tore down strongholds. So we're going to look at Ephesians 6.12. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Again, we don't fight the battle on the bottom, on, the, on, the, on earth. We wrestle not with bosses, neighbors. We wrestle not with bus drivers and, 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 and problems. We don't even wrestle with our car. Right? We don't wrestle with things. We don't wrestle with things. We don't even wrestle with food. If you got a, a food issue, you don't have a food issue. Nobody has a chocolate issue. We don't wrestle with things. The, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly. Say that word again. Heavenly. heavenly. Where is the heavenlies at? In the middle. Okay, so Daniel could not wrestle against the things in the middle. He did not have that authority. He wasn't given that authority, but we are. So not only can we, when we pray, we can also aid in the battle so the angelic beings can be sent forth and we can get our message quicker because we can aid in the battle. We can get in there and fight in the name of Jesus and pull down strongholds. We can wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against principalities that we can intercede. We can pray. We can do something to affect the outcome. Daniel just had to sit by the, ri the riverside until the answer came. So we're in a much better covenant, a much better position, even though Daniel was a great prophet. You heard about Daniel in the lion's den. That was a great prophet. But I would rather be me on, on Crenshaw than Daniel because I have greater promises and I can wrestle in that middle ground. Daniel just had to sit there by the water until the answer came. So we do not wrestle against flesh and blood 
but we do wrestle. That's when he goes on and says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we wrestle not, but we do have something we can wrestle with. Now he goes on and says, Taking the shield of faith where you can quench all the fiery darts of the, of the wicked one, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So you take your sword, and you take your shield, and you take your helmet by faith, and you get to wrestling in the middle side. You don't wrestle against cars. You don't wrestle against people. You don't wrestle against things. That's where your wrestling is. You don't wrestle against landlords. You don't wrestle against any of that stuff. You don't wrestle against these neighbors who make noise. You don't wrestle against the thugs on the street. You don't wrestle against that. Your wrestling belongs in the middle there. And that's where your battle is. And that's why you have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You take your sword and you get to work in that area. Colossians 2.5 says Jesus had spoiled those principalities and he made a show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. So in the middle part where the principalities, have, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus spoiled them. He destroyed them. He took their armor. He took all their stuff and he did it openly. So if you were in the spirit realm, if you had a wink into the spirit realm, don't you just wish it was possible that you could just pull the veil back and see all the things in the spirit? No. You can't unsee it. Once it's seen, it's seen. You're affected forever. Amen. That's why you find prophets. That's why most of those in the, most of the apostles were marked for death. Once the veil was brought back, kind of hard to unsee it and kind of go, hey, come on, mom, let's go have some food. No, you have seen into things. That's why it's more blessed for them who have not seen yet believe than those who have seen and then try to live their try to live the rest of their life seen but just for sake of argument if you could pull that veil back just like pulling back the curtain at, in your house and look outside and you see all that battling going on out there you'd be like oh my gosh Woo, you close that thing as quick as you possibly could but if you kept it open you would find out when Jesus spoiled those principalities all of the universe saw they got their butts whipped. Satan got his butt whipped. It's done. Now, then he gave us his name. He gave us his word. He gave us his sword. He gave us his helmet. And he said, go into all the world and make disciples. Make disciples who do what? Hang out in church and hide behind their the uh you know the pastor's back no that you go spoil principalities we as the church should be out taking names and getting kicking tails not sitting there hiding in church we are we are ready to we are we are equipped to battle so as we go through this let's talk about a couple of more things and Ephesians 2 6 says and he has raised us up together and made us sit together together with him in heavenly places he says, Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all blessings in heavenly places. So we're looking for blessings on earthly places. But it doesn't come from earth. It comes from heaven. Why do we say it? Well, yeah. You say to yourself, well, the rent is down here on earth. And rent ain't up in heaven. 
yeah, I'm sorry, but we're not, you know, who's the God of this world? Satan is the God on the ground. <laughs> but the Lord has conquered this portion. On the brown, they still, you know, if you think so, tell me if rich people are just willing to give up everything they got. They hold on to that stuff trying to take it to the grave with them. If they could take it past, past the grave, they would pile that coffin with all the money they possibly could. But it don't spin after the grave. So on this earth, God has to shake it out of their hands. But God is not leaving the throne. He's done his work. Satan is not leaving, uh, uh, Jesus is not re leaving the right hand of the Father. He's done his work. He sent us to go out there and shake that stuff loose. He sent us to go out there and battle in there to shake that stuff loose. Now you see that the arrows go up and down, don't they? Jesus says in, in John 1, 51, Jesus said unto you, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heavens open." Talking to his disciples, you shall see heaven open and angels ascending and de descending unto the Son of Man. Angels ascending and angels descending. Now we're getting to the place where things happen. When you say the Son of Man, you say, well, yeah, that's, that's on Jesus. Hey, who's the body of Christ? We are the body of Christ. So just as much as angels ministered unto him, angels will minister unto his body. We're his body. The body is it gets hungry in the body. The head don't get the head doesn't get hungry. The body gets hungry. The head needs the things. We here are the body of Christ. Angels are descending, ascending, and descending unto us, going and bringing things back and forth that we need. Jacob said, "We're going to read there." Jacob had a dream in Genesis 28, and he saw a ladder going up and down. I mean, anybody ever heard of the story of Jacob's ladder? Yeah. Yeah. Jacob said the same thing. And in his dream, he saw a stairway rising into heaven. And at the top, it reached heaven. And angels of God ascending and descending from the top of the ladder on down. So it, we're talking about an open heaven has been there forever. But Jacob could not battle in the middle. He had to wait for the answer to come. We are in positions as believers that the ministering spirits, we read that in, in Hebrews 1.14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us? So they are ascending and descending, ascending and descending for us. Say that with me. Ascending and descending, ascending and descending, and descending for, us. for us. And we read in... Psalms 103, that they hearken unto the voice of his word. So, if you don't have the word of God in your mouth, there's nothing that they can hearken unto. They can't, they're not just saying, when you sit there and say, well, I need shoes. That does not move heaven. Angels aren't coming out of heaven with the shoes, fighting in the middle fighting uh, demonic beings to bring you shoes. And you say, well, why not? Well, because you didn't use the magic word. And the magic word ain't please. It's in Jesus' name. Those angels go, they're, they're ministering still to the, they're ministering when they see you. You're just a cell in the body of Christ. They're still ministering into the body of Christ. You're just the elbow in the body of Christ. But not just the elbow 
elbow is enough to start the battle going. They will fight on your behalf because when you behind the shield, Satan doesn't know who it is coming behind that shield. Amen. He don't, he, he, he's already had the behind whip and it was an open show of it. So when you speak God's word, they are moving on behalf of the Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. Now, you say to yourself, well, that doesn't, still doesn't, I still don't have no shoes. <laughs> well, I understand that. We're going to get to that part right now. I understand you have no shoes. And you say to yourself, how did I get shoes in my hand? Well, are shoes made on this earth or are shoes made in heaven? I mean, if heaven, if, if shoes came down from, if Nikes came down from heaven, they would be counterfeit Nikes. <laughs> and you'd go to jail for walking around with them knockoff Nikes. God's not raining down Nikes. They're down here. And they're in the hands of people. And God said that he will send his angels to minister for you. So you just ask the Lord in the name of Jesus for those Nikes. And angelic beings will go to work. They're going to talk to you about them Nikes you have, that you have, those Nikes, those Nikes. You remember those Nikes, those Nikes, those Nikes? I mean, you think they're going to take the day off? Are they, they'll be talking to you. I pay those Nikes, I'm going to give them to Bill. Man, I'm tired of talking, thinking about those Nikes. Give me those Nikes. Take these Nikes. Praise God, thank you. I receive them in the name of Jesus. Now we're talking Nikes. But God's got bigger things than just shoes. I mean, yeah, we're talking about much bigger things than that going on here. But we're using that as an example as things that are, are there. The beings there are moving down here on our behalf. But there's a battleground in the middle that they must fight that battle in the middle. Now that battle in the middle is where the battle starts. But we have the ability to work on our behalf and in the name of Jesus pull down the strongholds and open the door so things can move faster through. Right? I mean, they're not going to move instantaneously. Nikes aren't going to appear on your feet. <laughs> With that ding sound. Ding. Hey. No. Because God's not making Nikes for you. They're all, they're, all that stuff is down here. You know, leather's down here, right? And leather doesn't come from Nikes. Leather comes from cows. Leather Nikes come from cows. Cows come from what? Mother cows. Right? So there's a whole system down here that gets Nikes on your shoes, on your feet. They don't have no cows in heaven. There's no tanners in heaven. All that stuff works down here. That's right. They grow cows to Right. And if somebody, some man is over there in, in, in China making some wonderful size 13 Nikes. Right? And they load them all on a tanker. And they send them all here. And they send them to the stores. And guess what? Somebody, God's going to put in their mind, hey, 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 a thousand times. And those angels are never going to stop talking to that person about what you need. The only way that angel's going to stop is when you stop. I mean, the rest of that person's life 
will be tapped on the shoulder about them night. That angel will never stop. Ever. It's like the Terminator. He's never going to stop. Never going to stop. It's always going to come. So, but that's what prayer is. Prayer opens heaven. And when you can be, if you can be consistent, it will come to you. Amen. Amen. The whole system has to break. I mean, you know, you know, the whole, you know, Google is just not going to just collapse because you hit a button. You know, you go on Amazon to order something. When you hit that button, the system is made up for Amazon to work. It's not going to freeze. Your computer freezes. Amazon's not going to freeze. When your computer freezes, don't call Amazon and say, something's wrong with Amazon. No, you better check your, your Wi-Fi. You better check your Wi-Fi because you're the one that has the signal that's off. It's not heaven is off. The system works in heaven and it's never going to stop working. It's not going to stop. This is the system that's set up. Prayer opens heaven. Heaven has battles in the heavenlies. And we wrestle not against Nike owners. We wrestle against the stuff in the middle. And when that door is open, it will move. The problem is we want immediate harvest. We want harvest every second. You pray for something and you're looking over your shoulder right now. Where's that? Where's that? God, I prayed. (laughs) Instant gratification. So that's a part of what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to live in this earthly realm, in this earthly flesh, right? Where we're not living in the spirit. We're living in this flesh where, you know, you're hungry, eat. Yeah. I'm thirsty, drink. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty, pastor. I got that you're thirsty, but 30 minutes later, you will, you'll be okay. We're not going to starve in 30 minutes. What we need to do is understand that e- immediate gratification gets us out of the spirit and gets us into the flesh. When I say flesh, it means we're living on the bottom run. And on the bottom run, it's a dog-eat-dog world. And you either got to be a fast dog or you got to be lead dog. And if you lead dog, everybody else is smelling dog butt. Now, lead dog... Is lead dog. But dog eat dog world, I don't like eating dog. It's not good. Look, I'm a sheep, and he leads me to green pastures. He leads me behind, beside the still water. He restores my soul. I don't want to be a dog. I wanted the sheep to lead me. Right? The shepherd is the one that fights dogs. I don't want to be a, I want to be the man who, who part of the system. So this, we're not that much far to go. But being a part of this, understanding that what Jacob was seeing was things going up the ladder and going down the ladder. Up the ladder and down the ladder. And what Daniel saw, Daniel didn't see this, but the angels opened this, his eyes and saw the answer was sent the day you prayed. But the battle was in the middle ground. And again, Daniel could not wrestle against principalities and power. Daniel didn't have the name of Jesus. He didn't have the sword of the spirit. He didn't have the word of God. He had the word of God, but he didn't have it like we have it in his hand. <laughs> you know, Daniel did, couldn't go. Couldn't go Google the, the scripture. He had to go by what 
what dad said and what dad said, all the way back what Adam said to, on and on and on. He had to go by the stories that were told him and he didn't have it. So we have, we're in a completely different system than he is. So the battleground is there. Now Timothy says, now whoever, who's ever given anything? If you haven't, if you have never given anything in your life, you know, okay, now hands down. Who's ever given to the poor? All right, I'm going to give you a book. He who gives to the poor lends unto God, and God shall repay. So if you've given to the poor, you are lending to God. All right? But God's way up there. Do you ever, do you ever go to the, the, you know, like the versateller and look at your account and see how much money you have there? You never go look online and see what your money is or go to ATM and see there. Well, look, just, just if you haven't, think with me for a second. When you go to the ATM and you put your code in and you put their card there, does it show you how much money you have? Does it show a picture of dollar bills? You get like this whole row of dollar bills in there and coins sitting there, rack of coins. Like, wow, I have $3.37 and you got one dollar bill, two dollar bill, three dollar bill, a quarter, a dime, and two pennies. Do you get you get the amount, right? Where was that money? Is it that in that ATM? Or is the bank? Is the bank like? Is the bank actually in front of you? No, it's a whole system way someplace else. That money is all kept in someplace else. It is not actually in front of you. But when you hit your button in there, it comes out to you because of what you deposited in your account somewhere else. But it is transferred right to that spot in front of you. See, he who lends unto the poor lends unto God and God shall repay. When you start understanding that your treasures are not stored in front of you. I am glad my money is not stored in the ATM. Because if somebody stole that ATM at the donut shop, they'd take it all my money. Can you imagine that all your money is in that ATM at the donut shop? Somebody picked that up and you broke. All the time. Yeah, what you be thinking it, but your money is not stored in that ATM at the donut shop. It's not even stored at that bank. It wouldn't make a difference what the, it, there, there could be anything happen. I got my card, I got my PIN number, and y'all got my money. I don't care why, when I go, and I don't care where I go, when I stick that card in, I expect to receive my money. Don't you expect to receive, or do you, you think you just want to say, you're not going to that ATM at the donut shop. Now, don't they charge you money over there? $3. I wonder how much God charges you to hold your money. Don't you think God charges you? He don't charge you a $3 transaction fee. So we're going to read 1 Timothy 6.12. Listen, listen. 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold, lay hold on eternal life. Wherefore thou art also called and has a good profession, a good profession before many witnesses. Just talking about Jesus. And we go on down. Uh, verse 17. Now this is anybody, but he's Timothy. Paul's talking and telling Timothy, charge those who are rich in this world to be not high minded or trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth all things to enjoy that they may do 
good, may be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come when they may lay hold to eternal life. Now, eternal life doesn't mean laying hold to salvation because the word life it means life. I mean, food is life. He says, you lay up your treasures that you may lay hold. For moths can't corrupt and thieves can't break in the steel. When if you've given to the poor, I want you to know you've laid treasure in heaven. Some of us, wife, have laid a little more than others. That woman has been laying up treasures. She brought up, brought up in church. She'd been laying up treasures since she was a little girl and taking that dime and giving it into this little mission thing that went over to the poor. She's been laying up treasures her whole life. But she didn't learn at five years old how to lay hold to it. That was later. And now when she has a need, she just lays hold to what she needs. It's been stored up and things go up and things go down. When you give to the poor, your, your, your deposit goes up. When you lay hold of it, your deposit comes down. But there's a battle in the middle. So you keep giving and giving. I, I ain't giving anymore because every time I give, I don't, I don't see nothing. Well, the battle in the middle, the angel in the middle just quit. Just coming, bringing your, bringing your stuff down. He just said, well, I'll wait here until they, I get more instructions. I'll get more instructions. I'll, I'll, I'll come down. See, you have to lay hold on that which you've already stored. You have deposited it. You have deposited. You have deposited. Now lay hold to that which you've deposited. And the good thing about heaven, heaven has interest. What's the interest rate now for a savings account? 3%? 3 basis points. 3 basis points. 0 0.03. She's a VP at a bank. She would know. 0 0.03. That's nothing. So putting your... I'd rather give $10 to the poor than $10 in the bank then. Because when I give $10 to somebody's poor, he says, Giving it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give bountifully into your bosom. For the measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you. Good measure, pressed down. Shaken together and running over, shall men give bountifully in your bosom. So I put ten dollars in and it ran over. Now, like I said, I, you ain't never seen me pass an offering plate because I ain't poor. All right, I'm not poor. Hey, when you walk out of here, you'll see plenty of poor people to give to. And I always say, I want to start depositing my heavenly account immediately, not next Sunday. Or not some televangelist driving a Mercedes. Or just Rolls Royce. Not Rolls not Rolls Royce plane. So, look, there are plenty of poor people out there you can give to. You don't even have to worry about it. You don't have to worry. Hey, break off half a sandwich and start depositing in your heavenly account. And you're sitting there at McDonald's and the guy looking at you. Look, you, give him, you take three nuggets, give him three nuggets, and you've already started depositing in your heavenly account. You're making a deposit. And then make your withdrawal when you need it. It says lay hold in time of need. You know, I just got, we get paid on Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. 
that ain't a time of need for me. I don't know. I'm not looking for a deposit then. I mean, withdrawal then. But when withdrawal time comes, I'm laying hold. I'm laying hold in the name of Jesus. When my kids come up and have need, I'm laying hold. When, my, when, I, when you ask me for prayer, I'm laying hold. When I see the company has trouble here, I'm laying hold. I may not necessarily need anything this moment, you know, but I'm still laying hold. I still got prayers going on, believing God, I'm praising God. I, I told the Lord I needed some extra money at monthly. I don't need extra money this month. Who needs a little extra money this month? I need extra money every month. I mean, I'm on it. I'm on. Go ahead. This month. I'm on every month. So the first thing the Lord did when I asked for some extra money every month, he told me, well, why don't you stop spending it on that? There extra money right there. Stop spending on that. That's some extra money right there. Right? So extra money starting to come in automatically. Because the ministering spirits are sent forth to minister for you and to you. Start telling you where you're blowing money. Right? I don't have to have somebody knock on the door and roll, you know, get a big roll out of their pocket. Here, here you go, here you go. Automatically I start getting rid of the things that are waste. That, that the enemy has brought in where I've started to, to get, what do you call that, the devour. He says in Malachi, I will rebuke the devourer for the sake of the tither. I will rebuke the devourer. So the first, amen. amen. So the first thing I want him to do is get rid of the devourer. The first devourer is, I ain't having my car on the side of the road and paying for a toll. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm meddling and stuff like that, but that's the first place you want to stop things is where things could just simply just slip out. You know, the Word of God says that those who are not givers have holes in their purse. You're putting money in, it's sprinkling everywhere you go. So, uh, you know, I've gone a little bit over. I'm going to hold right now. Hope that, I hope that was a blessing to you so you can hear and start seeing that there are things that you can do immediately. Start giving to the poor. Start lending to the Lord. The Lord shall repay. He shall repay. If you have a need right now, the first thing you need to do is start giving to the poor. First thing, I mean, not, I mean, not the second thing, first thing. And understand, there's a battleground in the middle. And that, that, that answer is when you give something to the poor in the name of Jesus, he said, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me drink? And they said, well, when did you see me? Well, I didn't see you, Lord, hungry. He says that when you've done unto the least of them, you've done it unto me. Now, there's some, I tell you, in our society, the lowest human being in our society is a mentally ill person laying dirty out on the street there. If you can think of anybody in our society, Lord, you tell me. But the, you don't want them in your car. You don't want them to hold their, you don't want to even give, you don't want to hold their hand and give them $5. You want to tap the, you want to lead the $5 and run away. Don't get sad now. I'm just saying. You want to find Jesus today? Jesus is that mentally ill woman right on the corner there talking to herself. You go ahead and drop something off to her and give to God. And you'll find he shall repay. But you are going to have a battle for it. Don't think it's going to just fall off of you like rain. But you got, you got power. 
in the name of Jesus to fight that battle in the middle. Amen. Amen.